1: I'm Andrew Gold, a fallen BBC journalist interviewing the heretics and rebels brave enough to speak
0: out against mainstream narratives. Here's Coleman Hughes, John Ronson, and the Trigonometry podcast guys bringing controversy to the fore.
1: How'd you feel if a person of a different race moved in next door? I spent a while with a politically correct faction of the Ku Klux Klan. The system punishes people for wrong think. It's heartbreaking. Here's My Unorthodox Life Netflix star Julia Hart on getting out of a Hasidic Jewish cult.
0: Why can't I be okay with being silent and subservient? Everyone else is. And biologist Richard Dawkins on trans activism. It's perfectly legitimate to say, I'm a man,
2: but I feel feminine. But to then say, therefore, I am a woman, is just a betrayal
0: of language. Now it's your turn rebel against the mainstream, and find a
1: home in this sensible alternative space by subscribing to Heretics Podcast. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
0: On this episode, the connection between the Unical pipeline and 9-11. February 14th,
2: 2002, maybe six months after 9-11, the Israeli newspaper columnist Yuri Averney notes that the current map of Afghanistan shows that U.S. air bases built since the attack are identical to the projected route of the oil pipeline.
0: Hey there, I'm hard at work on another edition of Inner Sanctum, my free monthly newsletter. Inner Sanctum features my monthly brief, a column of my thoughts and opinions on what's happening in the world. It features a spotlight on a past guest. A look ahead to an upcoming episode of my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show. It features a look at this month in conspiracy and UFO history and my Conspiracy Unlimited podcast episode pick of the month and so much more. To get your free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, delivered to your email inbox, just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on Inner Sanctum, and register. It's fast, easy, and again, absolutely free.
1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres, Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites.
0: Welcome to your Friday. Just a heads up, I'll be hosting Coast to Coast AM this weekend, Saturday, November 7th, and Sunday, November the 8th. You can go to coasttocoastam.com for more information and to find an affiliate near you. Steve Harris is back. This time we'll examine the deep state's role in 9-11. Steve is the author of America's Secret History, how the deep state, the Fed, the JFK, MLK, and RFK assassinations, and much more, led to Donald Trump's presidency. Hey, Steve, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? As
2: usual, Richard, great to be here, and I'm wonderful.
0: For those not familiar with our ongoing series, maybe this is the first time they're hearing you on Conspiracy Unlimited, and this is an ongoing series from Steve's book, America's Secret History. Give us a little tour of the book. What is it all about?
2: Although I only mention the deep state, I believe, once as the title of of Chapter 2, it is basically what uh, the deep state has done in this country uh, since the uh, early 1800s. Uh, as a matter of fact, since Alexander Hamilton accepted a $300,000 uh, gift from the Rothschilds Bank of England in, I believe, 1795 to finance the new United States government, um, it is uh, the secret history of the country. As far as what our school children, what we learned in school and what um, is not true and what uh, really happened uh, due to the deep state, starting with the Rothschilds through the robber barons of the 1800s and uh, well into the 1900s and Two thousands
0: And you also discussed the importance of the foundations, the Ford Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, etc.
2: Yes, the foundations, uh, the robber barons, the Guggenheims, the Rockefellers, the Fords, the um, uh, uh, Carnegie's uh, all finally uh, knew how to establish their, uh, what they wanted to do in this country in this world and they felt that the foundations were a perfect way to not only keep their money their fortunes safe and non-taxable but also to develop think tanks uh where they have developed since the early 1900s uh ways to uh control the country and the world i call them the pnws the power and wealth and uh, their their main concern, which is what uh, the deep state is, is to uh, one day to control the entire wealth of the world. If you control the wealth of the world, then you have the power. And that's what they want. Um, and that's what they're doing.
0: The last uh, episode, we talked about the assassinations of uh, Robert F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Today, we're going to jump ahead a little bit in history to 2001 and the 9/11 terror attacks, but before we talk about that, we want to set the table a little bit, and you want to talk about uh, the uh, the new Silk Road. This is the one road, one belt uh, project undertaken by China, also called the the new Silk Road.
2: Yeah, the new Silk Road turned out to be the oil-rich and natural gas-rich Caspian area of the middle east uh the caspian region um and the largest deposits in the world were discovered back in the early 90s in the caspian region of natural gas and and the the west wanted it and the east wanted it uh and the west the united states and its allies uh wanted a natural gas pipeline to go from Turkmenistan in the Caspian region through Afghanistan into Pakistan and finally into India and they called it the TAPI T-A-P-I for the first letters of each of those countries and the China and Russia wanted it to go the other way um, uh, West and um, excuse me East And so there was a competition, and the United States um, formed a conglomerate called UNOCAL, U-N-O-C-A-L. And they were negotiating with the Taliban in Afghanistan because they didn't have to negotiate with Turkmenistan. They had it. Uh, Pakistan, they had it. India, they had it but the pipeline had to go through Afghanistan. And so they were negotiating with the Taliban. Um, And uh, it started in 1996. Uh, And what they did when they couldn't, they met in Argentina with the Taliban, they met in the United States in Texas with the Taliban, and they couldn't reach agreement. And in 1996, uh, they began negotiating along with Uh, Saudi Arabia's Delta Oil Company and groups as well in Japan, Korea, Indonesia, Pakistan and Turkmenistan. And they called that country CENTGAS, C-E-N-T-G-A-S, which stood for the Central Asian Gas Pipeline. Um, And uh, they, they were negotiating fairly well until 1998 when in Kenya, the Taliban taliban backed bombers um, uh, committed the 1998 kenya bombings and president clinton uh promptly bombed the taliban in afghanistan and they pla- placed pressure um on scent gas and unicol to cease and desist the pipeline communications and many people including myself believe that that is what prompted uh, the powers that be to go after Clinton for the Monica Lewinsky, uh, sexual scandal, um, because that scandal had been going on from 95, that in, those incidents had been going on from 1995 to 1997. Uh, and the, there was little to do about it, but when Clinton stopped the negotiations with, uh, the Taliban, that was, uh, I believe what, uh, precipitated the Lewinsky scandal.
0: Interesting, uh, because some have suggested that uh, Bill Clinton is an illegitimate child of, of uh, I'm not sure if it was Nelson Rockefeller or one of the Rockefellers, who is the former governor of Arkansas, uh, and which would suggest, be highly suggestive, that Bill Clinton is very much part of the deep state.
2: That's very interesting. I had never heard that, Richard. That's very I have to look into that. That's very interesting. Well, look, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there are some exceptions, but basically every president is part of the deep state. Richard Nixon was part of the deep state, yet the deep state went after him with Watergate. Uh, I can't prove it, but I'm sure that Deep Throat, which is the person who led Woodward and Bernstein uh, uh, for the findings that finally led to Nixon's, uh, um, uh, well, not conviction, but quitting the presidency, uh, I believe that was total deep state, even though he was, Nixon was a deep stater. They they get rid of anyone uh, who they don't need anymore or who was, who was giving them trouble. So it wouldn't surprise me at all that Bill Clinton was part of it. I'm okay. convinced Hillary Clinton is part of it.
0: Right, right. So again, uh, UNICAL wanted to build this pipeline uh, from Turkmenistan through Afghanistan and Afghanistan, southern Afghanistan, uh, is controlled by the Taliban. The uh, the Taliban uh, then um, bomb the uh, the U.S. embassies in Nairobi and uh, Dar es Salaam, uh, so then the U.S. or Unicol pulls out of the uh, the consortium. Uh, and closed its offices in Afghanistan and Pakistan uh, in in protest, I guess. So that takes us up to September 2001. And uh, some people believe that a possible motivation for the attacks uh, included this, they needed justification to go into Afghanistan, sort of a geostrategic interest like this Trans-Afghanistan Pipeline Project. So uh, take it away from there.
2: There were many reasons why we needed Afghanistan and Iraq. And the only reason, and I'll get into them, but the only that was that was as far as America's secret history is concerned, that is why nine eleven occurred, that either nine eleven was allowed to happen, that the United States, the FBI, CIA, knew that osama bin Laden was was planning the attack and helped them along, or, the United States actually in collaboration with Osama bin Laden. Committed 9-11 because 9-11 had to happen. Consider this from, from Farid Zakaria. On September 11, 2011, a decade after 9-11. Farid posted this in the New York Times. The day on 9-11, the world was at peace. And the United States strode that world like a colossus. It posted a large budget surplus. Oil was at $28 a barrel. The Chinese economy was a fifth the size of America's today. Today, a decade later, America is at war across the globe. It has a deficit of $1.5 trillion. And oil is at $115 a barrel. China is now the world's second largest economy. 9 11 had to happen because Saddam Hussein announced privately that he, and Saddam Hussein, Hussein, you have to understand, controlled the oil in the Middle East, not Saudi Arabia, not Iran, but. Saddam Hussein. He controlled everything. He was the, the focal point for what was at the time peace in the Middle East. And he was going to change the way the Middle Eastern countries charged the Western allies for oil. Instead of being sold in US dollars, he was going to sell them in euros. And that would have placed the United States economy in, a, in total disarray. And so the United States had to get into, the United States and its allies had to get into the Middle East. They needed Afghanistan for this pipeline because at the time, Enron would have gone down. And as we know, it, it, it did go down. But at the time, in June of two thousand. Uh, one, when Enron pulled out of the Dabal, India power plant, where they needed desperately, where they had invested so much money in in a deal with the Indian government to build a power plant in Dabal, they needed that TAPI pipeline desperately for the electric power. And it was obvious at the time in June of 2011 that the pipeline was dead. And you know, now it's, it's, it's a common thing since actually, since the 2008 financial crisis, it's a common thing. You know, you read all the time, this particular company is, is uh, laying off 7,000 employees, this company 20,000 worldwide. But at the time that was unheard of. Enron was accountable to thousands of employees. And who knows how many stockholders It was a huge deal that Enron not fold, which of course, as we know it did. And, uh, so they needed Afghanistan to get rid of the Taliban just for Enron, forgetting about getting control of the Caspian sea natural gas. And then there was the, the poppy that Afghanistan, which very few people know about and very few people, even talk about. But Afghanistan is one of the leading poppy creators in the world. And poppy is needed for um, codeine, cocaine, and heroin. And the CIA, again, very few people know, is probably the biggest uh, exporter in the world of Afghanistan's poppy. And we needed it for that as well. And so Afghanistan, the Taliban had to go. And so 9-11 was something that had to happen because it gave the United States and the allies uh, permission, if you will, to attack first Afghanistan and then Iraq.
0: How quickly after the 9-11 attacks did the United States invade Afghanistan? It seemed like it was, what, a couple months at the most? Yeah, I,
2: I think it was even less, I think it was like a week and a half. Um, The biggest question there is why didn't we just go in, get Osama bin Laden and get the hell out for Thanksgiving so so our soldiers could be at home for Thanksgiving? Why did we take over Afghanistan? Why did we overthrow the government and then less than two years later go into Iraq? And so that's a huge point that we'll get into.
0: Right, the, the other thing that is curious, of course, is the, the speed at which the United States was able to invade because an operation like that would take months and months um, to coordinate, to, to move uh, resources into place, which suggests, of course, that the, the invasion was uh, in the offing for perhaps, you know, years. Uh, and that they were simply looking, f- they were just simply waiting for justification, which of course 9 11 provided.
2: We were all prepared for this. Um, uh, George W. Bush and, and, and Dick Cheney knew exactly uh, what they were going to do. As far as America's secret history is concerned, that is why the Twin Towers fell. Um, the Congress, the, the Senate, and the House. Uh, gave George W. Bush and Dick Cheney total confidence. Um, They voted for, two years later, they voted for uh, the United States to go into Iraq, and the American people were mortified when the Twin Towers went down. They would have allowed the president and vice president to do anything they wanted. If the Twin Towers didn't go down, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Two planes going in, uh, killing probably, I'm guessing a thousand people, not 2,700 people. Um, I don't know if the United States government would have had the carte blanche that it had when the towers went down. Uh, and as we'll see, the twin towers did not go down from the planes crashing into the towers and the ensuing fires they went down with controlled demolition.
0: I just wanted to, to back up uh, for a moment and talk about the invasion of Afghanistan and also later Iraq, and there are a number of other countries uh, that were also targeted, uh, and, and the idea that, that this was planned years in advance, and, and I don't know if you cover this in America's Secret History, but the Project for the New American Century Uh, this um, uh, group that was closely associated with the American Enterprise Institute and it was kind of the cornerstone of a neoconservative led campaign uh, to promote a very aggressive uh, military and foreign policy. It was, um, uh, the founders were people like William Kristol and Robert Kagan um, and uh, they had a statement of principles that that were published I think around 1997, talking about the need for American intervention all over the world, for America to become the the world's policeman, the need to um, institute regime change, if necessary. Uh, and, And they talked about how such action might be justified in the future with a new Pearl Harbor. And, of course, 9-11 fit that bill exactly. So this has all the hallmarks of you know, a false flag operation, something that was planned years in advance and uh, ultimately leading, as you point out, in, um, in Afghanistan to uh, oil and drugs. Definitely.
2: Let me uh, uh, read you something from America's secret history which almost totally proves... Uh, Besides the scientific proof that the Twin Towers were uh, uh, eliminated with controlled demolition. Let me read you this that that almost shows 100% what you just said is true. October 9th, 2001, almost exactly a month after 9-11, U.S. Ambassador Wendy Chamberlain meets with the Pakistani oil minister and is briefed on the gas pipeline project from Turkmenistan, through Afghanistan and into Pakistan. December 22nd, 2001, which is just a few months after 9-11, Prime Minister Hamid Karzai, a previous UNOCAL paid consultant and a prior Taliban Deputy Foreign Minister takes over in Afghanistan. February 14th, 2002, maybe six months after 9-11, The Israeli newspaper columnist Yuri Averni notes that the current map of Afghanistan shows that US air bases built since the attack are identical to the projected route of the oil pipeline. Those lucky sons of bitches, 9-11 came along and the United States and its Western allies gained total control of Afghanistan that precious piece of real estate that was needed to pump the West's natural gas from Turkmenistan and the Caspian region through Afghanistan, south into Pakistan, and finally into India. It was too late for Enron, which had folded, as we know. But just in the nick of time for the United States and its Western allies, was building the pipeline and bailing out Enron, the reasons that United States troops didn't simply have to invade afghanistan kill or capture bin laden and get the hell out so our soldiers could be home for thanksgiving or was this just another instance of as smedley butler said soldiers following the dollar i mean there's just no doubt that uh what you just said that that this was known uh for possibly several years before that this was a false flag operation to get control of afghanistan and iraq a couple of years later and basically virtually the middle east because although the united states presence in the middle east was certainly there since 1948 with israel it really starting in 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 september 2011 uh 2001 the united states presence in 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 the Middle East was total wealth and power.
0: More of my conversation with Steve Harris when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. I use Life Change Tea from Get The Tea every morning and it's made such a huge difference in my life. Buy a one-year supply of Super Strength Life Change Tea and start feeling rejuvenated right now. Life Change Tea is not the same tea you buy in a store, off the shelf. Life Change Tea from Get The Tea has eight powerful herbs blended together to maximize your health. This tea is specially formulated to help cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. The benefits of this product go way beyond what I've listed here. Do your research and start your day with a cool, refreshing 16-ounce glass of Super Strength Life Change Tea. It's non-GMO, organic, caffeine-free, and again, not available in any store. Use the code UNLIMITED and all your orders ship for free. So, go on. Get your tea from GetTheTea.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or diagnose any disease. If you have a medical concern, please contact your healthcare provider.
1: The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I don't know what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Steve
0: Harris, the author of America's Secret History, is here, and we're discussing the deep state's role in 9-11. People have difficulty believing, and, and I, I do as well, quite honestly, that, that people within the United States... Uh, would sacrifice 2,977 lives, innocent lives, in exchange for access to uh, oil from the Caspian Sea.
2: Operation Northwoods, uh, which we went over, I believe, in the last interview, Richard, showed the Joint Chiefs of Staff, America's top military, in order to get Cuba back into the United States fold, which was t- totally economic. What was proposed by the top military in this country, signed by General Lemnister, Lemnister, the joint, the chief of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, what he presented in, in Operation Northwoods was mind-blowing. We should blow up our own... Uh, ships, our own planes. I mean, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember the specifics. But it was mind-blowing what Operation Northwoods proposed to President John F. Kennedy. was. It was unbelievable. And so the, the 9-11 false flag of 2,900 dead doesn't surprise me one bit due to Operation Northwoods and many other... Uh, uh, episodes: the 260 American sailors that died to get us into the Spanish-American War in 1898, um, the 20, I believe, 2,300 people in Pearl Harbor left there to die without any protection to get us into World War II. It just goes
0: on and on and on. So the the model of a fire-induced gravity-driven collapse of the World Trade Center buildings uh, that was basically forwarded by the, or posited by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST. We're familiar with the NIST report. Um, your, your book obviously rejects that premise. You reject that premise. Uh, you're arguing for a controlled demolition of the World Trade Center towers, North and South Tower, and Building 7. So let's let's go through the evidence.
2: Well, I mean, the official story is that the plane, the collision of the planes and the and the ensuing fires brought down the Twin Towers. Um, uh, Suddenly, you know, with no warning, you know, they they just went down 110 stories of one acre per story, four inches thick of concrete, an acre. Of concrete four inches thick, all those hundreds and hundreds of tons of steel girders, desks, and file cabinets, and you name it, they fell. Each tower fell in twelve seconds, which is free fall. And it is scientifically impossible. Scientifically. Now, anyone who believes in who doesn't believe in evolution. Okay, that's a theory. You know, that's, that, that, that's something that, that can be debated and, and argued. But when you go against physics, the law of physics, that's impossible to debate. You can't debate the laws of physics. And the laws of physics says that it is impossible for those 110 stories to have fallen in 112 seconds at free fall rate. The only way, the only way that they could have fallen was by controlled demolition, which is when charges are placed at strategic places where, where dozens and dozens are, uh, of buildings are taken down every year by controlled demolition with charges placed at various places so that the building comes down in its footprint and it comes down at freefall. That is the only way the Twin Towers could possibly have come down in 12 seconds. And so NIST, uh, which is an arm of the United States government, um, can't argue it at all. They try, they do, but you can't argue it. It's it's you cannot argue the laws of physics. The twin towers were brought down by controlled demolition. Period. End of discussion. Anyone from NIST who wants to debate me, I'm here. You know, they can they can get a hold of me anytime. Um, you can't debate it
0: one has to wonder how would you wire uh, a building 110 stories for controlled demolition the the amount of wiring I, I i mean to to date no no building of that size has been brought down by controlled demolition we we see I, I remember every every few months they were bringing down a new hotel or bringing down another hotel in Las Vegas by controlled <laughs> demolition. It was right. it was on the news every night, right. practically. But but uh, how do you bring down? How do you wire a building that's 110 stories?
2: Well, I'll tell you how you you wire it. <clears throat> you have control over it, and uh, few people know. But there were three towers that went down on 9-11, not two. Yes, the Twin Towers certainly went down, but there was also World Trade Center Tower 7, which was roughly half the size of the Twin Towers, 47 stories. A 47-story skyscraper is quite big. Uh, Not 110 stories, but it's quite big. And I'll tell you who occupied Tower 7. There were 47 stories. Well, 37 of those stories were occupied by Salomon Smith Barney. And the chairman of Salomon Smith Barney International Advisory Board, prior to becoming George W. Bush's Secretary of State, was Donald Rumsfeld. And also, George W. Bush's Vice President, Dick Cheney, was also on the International Advisory Board of Salomon Smith Barney prior to becoming George Bush's Vice President, who also occupied Tower Seven. Listen to this, a Secret Service office, the New York City Office of Emergency Management, the Department of Defense, and the United States Secret Service. Tower 7 had to come down because it contained every bit of security information. All the computers that controlled the security of the World Trade Centers, which obviously included Towers 1 and 2. And the security company who controlled the World Trade Center until June of 2000 The name was, I believe, Securicom and guess who was on the board of directors of Securicom? Marvin Bush, George W. Bush's brother and George H. W. Bush's son. And so when you have such power in the World Trade Center is what I just uh, told, stated, you can get into those towers any
0: time you want. Where, where would they have hidden all the wire? The elevator shafts?
2: Well, I, I, I can only guess the elevator shafts, but what do I know? I'm, I'm not a controlled demolition expert. I think that you'd have to ask a, an expert on, on, on controlled demolition. But whatever it was, uh, uh, they had the power to do it. They, had, they, they knew everyone. Who had access to the World Trade Center? Um, and that's all I can say. I mean, I, I I can't tell you how the charges were were placed.
0: Right. Um one has to ask why why go to that extent uh, to bring the buildings. Down, uh, I I understand you know maybe why building seven to destroy some evidence, but why not simply fly planes into the north and south tower? The resulting fire would have would have been, well, just the actual the the, the shock and, and awe of flying those two passenger jet, jets hitting the towers between the 90, 93rd and ninety sixth floor or whatever it was. Uh, could that not alone have been used? Uh, as as justification for invading Afghanistan, in other words, why go to the trouble of collapsing the buildings and then flying another building into the Pentagon or a missile or whatever it was, uh, and then bringing another jet, uh, another a passenger jet down, uh, flight eleven uh, into the uh, into a field in Pennsylvania. In other words, why go? It seems like overkill.
2: The only thing I could think of, which I think is valid, yeah. is. In 1993, the World Trade Center was bombed by alleged Muslim terrorists and if memory serves me, I believe the first six floors of the World Trade Center were totally blown out. I can't remember if anyone died, but it was quite an explosion and probably a week or two after that, it was forgotten. Now this was a little bit more obviously two commercial airliners coming into the, each of the twin towers uh, and obviously causing a fire. Um, and I can only say that I have to assume that it would not have created that, that the powers that be the deep state did not feel that that was enough to get the United States into Afghanistan regime remove. And then a year and a half later into Iraq and regime remove. I think they had to take down the towers. Those, those towers being taken down was a, a shock that this country had never felt. When I say this country, I'm talking about the, the, the people, Americans, citizens. They were, I know from, from, from my perspective, watching it at 9 15 in the morning eastern time uh, it was horrible especially because we had a friend who was uh, up there but it it wasn't mind-blowing it was something horrible but when those towers came down it was something that we had never felt in our lives
0: I don't know if you address this in, in America's secret history, but it's, I've always found it interesting that the, the day before, on September 10th, 2001, a then U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld told the Pentagon that there was something like, uh, couldn't account for roughly $2.3 trillion worth of transactions. And then, of course, the Pentagon... Uh, is hit and the, the the very location of the Pentagon that is struck, I believe, is where a lot of the accounting is done. Did you draw any connections there, with that statement?
2: No, I I didn't. I I, I tried, <laughs> uh, but I didn't. Um, uh, again, whatever I couldn't verify or prove is not included in America's secret history, um, and I could not draw from that. I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. Uh, it, it seemed as if then the 9-11 attack provided justification for kind of a, to, to, to kill two birds with one stone. We mentioned Unicall providing justification to uh, invade Afghanistan, uh, but then also they tried to, to falsely uh, tie the Saudi hijackers, the terrorists, to Saddam Hussein. Uh, which allowed for justification for invading uh iraq uh and and this was to do what again uh revenge because or or to prevent him from exchanging us dollars for euros as the uh the the exchange currency for oil
2: well that was certainly a huge part of it richard but the main part of it as far as i'm concerned is control of the middle east and control of China and Russia, even more so, because the US air bases that are in Iraq and Afghanistan with planes and missiles aimed at Russia and China is mind blowing, whereas it wasn't before, before 9-11. This is a power and wealth ploy that is, is not discussed, is not seen, but it's there. Uh, not only do we have missiles and planes within earshot of China and Russia, we also have control, literal control of the Middle East between Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Afghanistan and Israel. We control the Middle East. You can take Iran and you can just throw it aside. I mean, it's a power, no doubt about it, but you can just take it and uh, I mean, we could eliminate them and you know, whatever a day three days, whatever we control the United States and its allies, totally control the Middle East, just like we wanted to totally control Southeast Asia in 1950 when we went into Korea and in 1960 when we were in Vietnam and in 1975 when we finally ended Vietnam, Vietnam and Laos, Cambodia and Thailand, were our attempt, the deep state's attempt to take over one of the most important regions in the world, Southeast Asia. If we had been successful, just like in the Middle East, we would have had our air air bases and missiles aimed at Russia and China. We failed. And so we don't. However, in the Middle East, we succeeded. And we succeeded because we made 27 or 2,900 casualties of war and maybe some few billion dollars in the demolition of the Twin Towers and Tower 7. But we succeeded because we control the power and the wealth of the Middle East.
0: Does America's secret history get into some of the strange trading that took place uh, in the stock market prior to 9-11? There were large quantities of stock in United and American Airlines that were traded by people who who appeared to have foreknowledge of the upcoming 9-11 attacks. Um, There were some other rather strange puts or shorts, which are bets that the stock price will fall. Uh, again, placed on the, uh, the Chicago Board Options Exchange. They apparently handled some, almost 5,000 put options for the United Airlines stock. I think there was uh, similar puts and calls placed on American Airlines as well. Do you get into that at all?
2: No, simply because I couldn't prove it. <clears throat> again, nothing is in America's secret history that I can't prove. However, the general uh, stock market, I believe the chapter is called the Stock Market Casino, Is covered in depth and the stock market is totally controlled by the deep state the power and wealth and so absolutely I I believe that um, we knew what was coming down on on 9-11 we knew what would uh, be economically profitable um, and those power and wealth people corporations companies whatever certainly in my opinion took advantage of it in the manner in which you described
0: do you have any hope uh that we'll ever find out the truth about 9 11.
2: no i i do not um there's so much uh, uh you know people call the rfk murder a conspiracy theory it's not. It's a conspiracy. What I call it's a conspiracy real. And yet the majority of the population, 99.9%, don't know that. Martin Luther King was not killed by James Earl Ray. Earl Ray. It is not a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy real. 9-11 is a conspiracy real, what we present in America's Secret History. Uh, no, I do not believe that anything more will come out. I mean... We have proven, not just America's Secret History, uh, AE-911, the group of architects and and, uh, engineers, they've proved that um, uh, Richard Gage's uh, organization, they have proved that uh, the Twin Towers were brought down by controlled demolition. Scientifically proven, scientifically. Uh, America's Secret History presents the exact same proof, scientific proof. And yet, the American people don't want to know about it. They don't want to believe uh, believe it because no one believe, or very few people believe, that the United States government does these things. And so, even scientific proof means nothing to them. Uh, um, Barr should be prosecuting the United States government due to the scientific information that is presented. By the AE Nine Eleven Truth Organization, and yet they're they are completely refusing to bring any charges at all. And they sh- <laughs> scientific proof means you have to bring charges, you have to, and yet there are none. So no, I do not believe Richard that anyone will will know.
0: How do we get a copy of America's secret history?
2: Brick and mortar bookstores that are open. Amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, powells.com, booksamillion.com. All the online bookstores have them. Um, Enjoy it because uh, it's a good read.
0: Stephen, as always, thank you. And until next time, uh, we'll talk again soon.
2: Can't wait, Richard.
0: Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back in a few moments to tell you a little bit about an upcoming episode. What can I say about ESS-60 I haven't already said? It's a miracle in a bottle. ESS-60 is pure carbon-60. And carbon-60 is a miracle molecule that earned its discoverers a Nobel Prize in chemistry. I've been taking a tablespoon of ESS-60 for my friends at C60 Evo every morning for nearly a year. What a difference it's made in my life. It delivers better health, mental clarity and immune support. I'm pain-free, energized, and I'm sleeping better than I have in decades. ESS60 from C60 Evo is a powerful antioxidant, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. It's a known antiviral, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory remedy that really works. And now you can experience C60 Evo's new Advanced Facial Serum the groundbreaking new anti-aging formula that incorporates ESS60, plus 21 organic, natural, and vegan ingredients. This luxuriant formulation is specifically blended to soften and heal your skin. Put it on at night, enjoy the subtle rosemary essence, and awaken to noticeably softer skin. To get your ESS60 and C60's new advanced facial serum, go to episode notes for this podcast and click on the C60 Evo link. And don't forget to use the code RS1SPEC, RS1SPEC for 5% off. These products have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure. If you have a medical concern, please consult your health care provider. Coming up next time, Max Gerson was a real doctor dedicated to finding the cure for cancer, only to come face to face with immense obstacles placed there by the medical establishment and Big Pharma. Playwright Luke Yankee discusses the possibility Gerson was murdered.
1: You know, one always hears, especially down here in the States, how everything is controlled by big business and and Big Pharma but then really seeing the extent to which it is has been incredibly eye opening And Max Gerson isn't the only person who came up with a presumed cure for cancer who has been silenced or attempted to be silenced. There have been a number of others. There was a doctor in the 1950s named Harry Hoxsey who had a number of clinics all over the state. There was another man who came up with this incredible laser device. His name was Royal Rife, and they literally came in and destroyed his laser.
0: Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now.
1: A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Conspiracy Unlimited Podcast.com